Hey dudes, this is Michael, one of the co-hosts of Two Dudes in the Nest, the show you're about to listen to. If you are a first-time listener and you've picked one of these older episodes to listen to, maybe because it's one of your favorite games on the NES, I don't blame you. However, I just want to warn you that uh, this is, some of these episodes are three, four, maybe five years old. And this is before we got new audio equipment. This is really before we even knew what we were doing. But we... You know, we want to leave them on the feed as long as we can because we want to have plenty of episodes for people to listen to. I just want to give a fair bit of warning before we get started. If you're an older listener and you're going back to listen to an episode again, uh, you may hear something new because right before the episode starts here, we're going to have an advertisement, which is probably not what you heard the first time through. But now we started doing ads in our shows, so we're going to have an ad here. Anyways, I hope you enjoy. And if you do enjoy, please subscribe to the podcast and listen to as many episodes as you can. It always helps us out. And tell a friend, too. That'd be nice. Enjoy the show. Hey, Justin. What's up, Mad Dog? <laughs> Not much. You want to hear some epic music? Sure. Hey, this is Atari Man, and you're listening to Two Dudes in a Ness. Man, I love this show about as much as I love when Michael buys something off of me. If I could just find a copy of Wrecking Crew. Contra, of course. Yeah. You know, well, before we get into it, real quick, we, who do we have a guest? Again. Yeah. But this one, this guest is pretty unique, to us at least. This guy's actually beat the game without the Konami code, which is quite the feat. We have Nick Stevens from the NES podcast with us. Woohoo! <laughs> Hello, everybody. Hey, thanks for having me on. It's a, it's a, it's an honor. Well, honor is the honor is all ours. <laughs> all right. Anyways, we're talking about Contra. There was some epic music there. I was gonna say the music in this game, I guess, is very iconic because we do our normal, you know, guess the game next week thing, mm-hmm. and this was the fastest yeah. anybody's ever got it. They got it just like that. I mean, it was instant. And, and yeah. you even played. And I even picked I like even, a. Yeah, you did the snowfield, right? Yeah, I picked a song later in the game that maybe people necessarily wouldn't recognize, but whatever, they got it really, really fast. So, this music is iconic, so we'll get into that when we talk about the game, but uh, mm-hmm. real quick, Nick, you're on a lot of podcasts. Do you want to say some of the, the podcasts you're on? Yeah, sure. Um, the first one I started, and kind of the main one, is the 90s Entertainment Show. We call it the NES Podcast for short. It's uh, my friend Ryan and I, we go over uh, 90s topics. I know you guys gave us a plug last week, so I won't talk about it too long. But uh, each episode's a year from the 90s, and we cover uh, entertainment topics. We'll wrap up the year of you know, music and actors and everything, and then we go into our main topics, which is usually a video game and a movie. So we year-by-year format, 1990, 1999. So um, you can check us out on facebook.com slash NES podcast. 
and I am a co-host on the Retro Junkie Super Show. Um, I haven't recorded a podcast in a while. I know we're slated to do Comic Zone for the Genesis next, but uh, you can check that out. It's uh, of course it's retro or uh, Facebook.com slash the Retro Junkie Super Show. But yeah, thanks again for having me on. By the way, Lo- yeah, love the no show. Yeah, I-, yeah. I love the premise. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's this- very good show. I, love, I look forward to hearing it every week. So it's an honor to be on it. Sweet. I will say the Super Show is pretty stagnant for some reason. Of course, whenever that you guys do release an episode, it's it's a you know it's a pretty epic episode. There's all these skits and there's <laughs> it takes a lot to put together. So I understand why it takes maybe a month to release a show. But anyway, Justin, you got some history for us. It is now time for Justin's historical tidbits and trivia. Oh, am I doing that this week? <laughs> the, yeah, okay. it's, yeah. it, the name of the oh, yeah. segment is Justin's Historical... I can do it. <laughs> no, let me, no, let me pull fine. up Wikipedia got... real quick. Yeah. Uh, uh, Alright, so Contra uh, came out in February, well, the arcade version. So it's a, it's obviously a, it's a port from the arcade game Contra with some uh, differences in the game. But uh, the, the arcade came out on February 20th, 1987, and released in the, for the uh, NES in 1988. Um, now, the interesting thing about this game, and I wanted to kind of touch on it here at the beginning, was the name Contra. And the fact that this game came out in February of 1987. Uh, do you guys remember what else was kind of going on during that period of time historically uh, okay all right the, so the great it's the a, great contra resistance of 1987 close <laughs> <You're> close <laughs> um the the iran contra oh okay yes so i didn't know it was that early some, actually uh there is some kind of theories of like was this game uh, you know did it did it have any relation was there any you know did they do that because of was the name because of the country if you think about the game kind of about a terrorist although it's alien set in the year 2633 but uh, uh, so the one thing about this game is the ending theme was called Sandinista well, Sandinista was the name of the rebel group, um, or the adversaries, not the rebel group, the, gov- the, the group that ran the government in Nicaragua, who we were essentially funding to fight. So, who knows? I mean, there is that name of that song. Um, nobody's ever really said that this, that the, the, uh, the Iran Contra affair had any, uh, bearing on and Iran Contra kind of came out in November 1986, and this game came out in February of 1987. So it's kind of hard to say that the entire game was based on it because obviously they should have been working on this game a lot longer. Unless that. they just retrofitted all the names of things. Well, maybe... yeah, my my theory is is they retrofitted the song, the Sandinista. That's just too big of a coincidence, you know. That's thrown in there. Not like that's a popular word that people just name songs, but uh, so yeah. So that's just a little interesting tidbit of, of, of 
history there of what was going on in the world. And the game, was, when it was released in Europe, uh, went by a different name. And the idea, or the, the commonly held theory, was it was the name was changed because they uh, it, it was seen like the name Conquer would be too controversial. Then um, that's you not a play on words. What is it? What is it in Japan? In Japan, let's see. Probotector was what it was called in uh, Europe and Grizer in Australia, and in Japan it was Contora. Contora. So it was pretty much Contra. It was pretty much Contra. Yeah. Oh. In Japan. Uh, so anyway, anyway, I digress. Uh, so it was made by Konami, one of the more famous video game makers. We've already talked about several Konami games. Um, and the arcade version was uh, designed by a guy named Koji Hiroshita, and the NES uh, fitted for the rec for the NES by Shigeharu Umazaki. And Shinju <laughs> Kitamoto. That's my favorite. So they part. Are the, my favorite part of the show yeah. is hearing you pronounce yeah. those names. Yeah. <laughs> so they were the directors and designers that brought it into the. NES, um, and Shigeru Umazaki, there's more on him out there, um, he went on to do a lot more games, um, and even has made some games for the Wii, like Wario Land with the Shake Dimension, and, uh, he was also the executive producer for Castlevania on NES, or not, not on NES, uh, I'm sorry, just the, for, uh, Nintendo 64 version. Uh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> big, big difference there. Big difference there. Yeah, a little bit. So, yeah. Um, anyway, so this game also, I wanted to say that this game kind of had a a feel like the game of last week we talked about Metroid. They kind of have similarities in kind of the way the, the game looks. But uh, anyway, just my. Oh, they also obviously. Took something from the movie Alien as well. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, the the bad guys look almost identical, especially the boss of, I guess, the waterfall Lim level where you at the, you climb to the top. It looks exactly like a uh, one of the aliens. Yeah, then you, right. then you got the mashup of Sylvester Stallone and uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger as the uh, characters in this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. love it, love it. So. Uh, also, this game was, you know, one of the first that would actually use both the traditional side view, the scroll either vertically or horizontally, as well as 3D view stages. So, that was pretty cool. Um, and one thing that everybody knows when you talk about Contra is the Contra code. And everybody, probably, probably a lot of people even in the game using the Contra code at least once. Um, and the Contra code is kind of an interesting story. Um, the code was actually not originally made for Contra. The code was, uh, it's also known as the Konami code, if anybody knows that, because it's been used in several Konami games, not just Contra. And it was first used in uh, 1986 for, for a game called Gradius that was uh, released uh, in Japan. And 
became popular in North America because of Contra. Um, and the code was created by a guy named Kazuhisa Hashimoto, who uh, was developing the who <laughs> was developing the home port of the arcade game Gradius, and um, he found the game was too difficult himself to uh, beat during testing, so he created this cheat code that would give him like a full set of power-ups and uh, would you know help him beat the game. Well, when he went to when they went to make the game, he forgot to uh, remove it, and it got released in Gradius, and it was hence discovered. And then it was put in several other Konami games. So that's the history of that that code, that famous Contra code. Uh, hmm. The music you speak you uh, you talked about the music. Uh, a couple of composers named Hidenori Mazawa. Ooh, but that one was hard. Seda, yeah. Yeah, they were the developers or the, the composers of the music, so you have them to thank. Uh, they also were involved in uh, the music for games like Blades of Steel. Oh, uh, cool. Yeah. Wait, okay, hang on. Is this, uh, I'm going to try this one too, okay, just because I, I feel like I got a good Japanese... I, you know, it's my second language and all, but anyway. <laughs> so, yeah. are we talking about um, a Mr. Hadenori Maizawa? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what other game he did? Blades of Steel? We've already talked about this game. Oh. Um, did this, this game we've already talked about. Uh, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja, Ninja, Ninja Turtles? Turtles? Oh. Yeah. Nice. I like this guy. Yeah. So, yeah, because he, he made awesome music. Yeah, both Contra and Ninja Turtles. I love the music for both those games. Yeah. So, um, hey, so, something real cool about the uh, Konami code. I just want to throw in there. Um, have you guys seen that movie Wreck It Ralph yet? Yeah. Uh, it's I, yeah, I yeah. It's been a while. I, I, I missed it the first time I watched it, but yeah, when they he goes into this like yeah. secret room or something, there's a Nintendo controller on the door, and he actually punches in the Konami code if you watch closely. <laughs> I thought that yeah. was cool. nice. I, I've seen the movie and I didn't notice that, but I did read that yeah. uh, about it. So, um, just a little bit more about the history of the reception of the game. Uh, it's obviously one of the most famous, uh, high-selling, um, best-rated game for the NES. Very popular. Um, although I did look up the Nintendo Power Awards for all the years surrounding. Yeah, 1988, 1989, even 1990. It was not nominated for anything, which was surprising to me. That it received zero nominations. It's I'm starting to get the, the feeling the Nintendo Power didn't know what they were doing. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, well, I think Nintendo Power is also stacking the deck a little bit. Because if you look at the games that won... And I'm not knocking these games because they are some of my favorite games, but like Super Mario Bros. 2 and Super Mario Bros. 3 took home a lot of awards. So, not well, calling conspiracy, yeah. but, you know. It is called saying. Nintendo Power. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> so. Um, so, it was voted number one by the gaming website IGN.com as being the toughest game to beat. Hmm. Really? Uh, Nintendo, yeah, Nick 
scoffs at that. Well, no, I mean, yeah. it, it's funny because there's <laughs> so many Nintendo games I can't come close to beating. I guess this is where I've played this one so many times in my life. But I, I can't beat Castlevania, I can't beat Ninja Gaiden, but I can beat Contra, so it's just funny to me. <laughs> and uh, Nintendo Power uh, ranked Contra as the 7th best NES video game, calling it one of the best multiplayer games. Which is weird that Nintendo Power did that, but yet it failed to nominate it for anything back in back when the game was released. Also, Game Raider ranked it 19th best, and Game Informer 13th. So, and also Red Falcon was 76th on the top 100 video games villains in 2010. Um, wow. so I'm that starting to pretty I'm much starting to feel uh, I'm starting to feel a little bit of pressure to do a good episode this time. Do we want to rewind this and start over? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, that kick, intro. just kick me off the show. It might help a little bit. Too. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this pretty much wraps it up with history. There's a lot of history out there on it. I don't want to take up too much time because I want to. I know we want to talk a lot about the game. Aye, it's time for Michael's quest to find the cart. Hey guys, this is Rob from the Retro Junkies, and I just wanted to say, first of all, that I love the show, and I love the game that you guys are covering this week, Contra. I have a kind of a very special memory associated with that game. Uh, as a matter of fact, I didn't have this as a kid, but a buddy of mine did. When I was about five or six or so, um, my mom, she would work in the evenings and stuff, and uh, one of our neighbors would actually uh, babysit us. And my neighbor had two kids that were around our, my age at the time, uh, Scott, and I can't remember the sister's name. But anyways, Scott had an incredibly large NES library. He had so many games, probably at least triple the games that I had. Uh, and I got exposed to a lot of franchises for the first time, like Mega Man, Metroid, Zelda, uh, Life Force, uh, Ninja Gaiden. I'd never heard of these franchises until I was at Scott's house. So pretty much every day after school, we go to my friend Scott's house uh, until my mom would pick us up at five. And we would just play the Nintendo all the time. You know, it was either the Nintendo or the Game Boy. That was his two favorite systems. And I remember the first time I played Contra, and I remember loving it so much. As a matter of fact, uh, we beat it together. And I remember we loved the game so much that we'd actually pretend that we would go out in the backyard and we'd pretend to be the Contra characters, you know. I'd be the, the dark, blue-haired guy, and then my buddy Scott would be the uh, blonde guy. Uh, you know, and of course they were like super buff, and we'd pretend we were too, and nothing could kill us. So, so not only did we beat the game together, we would kind of make up our own games associated with it. And then I remember loving the game so much, I asked Scott on a Friday night, uh, and I'd been going over Scott's house for probably about two years, and I asked him, I said, hey, can I borrow Contra? I, I just want to, you know, play it over the weekend because I knew it was going to be kind of a boring weekend coming up. And he said, sure. And I, I went to borrow it. I played it all weekend, loved it. And then I went to go bring it back on the following Monday, and he was gone. I found out, you know, the entire house was almost empty. Uh, and I knocked and knocked and knocked, and no one, no one answered the door. So he had moved away. And I had his card, his Contra card, and it even had his name. His last name was Vanneman. I had it for years, years, and years. But for some reason, I don't know what happened, but somewhere along the way, I lost the, the card. 
But I'm just so happy that I got to hold on to it for so long. Uh, Scott was a very, very close friend of mine when I was a kid. And I've not talked to him to this day. So I wonder if you're out there. So, Scott, if you're listening, uh, still had your card, buddy. Well, at least I had it until about a year ago. <laughs> All right. Well, anyways, enjoy the show, guys. Enjoy the game and keep up the great work. Mike, uh, did you, were you able to find this game or did you have this game? Or do you have well, a story about finding it? I've got the same boring old how it, I've had it since I was a kid, but I do have a story because this is when I remember how I got it. Mm-hmm. So I was, uh, let's see, I would go, there was a place in, I live in Loudoun, which is a little podunk place in Tennessee, but uh, we had a video rental store called Pick a Flick. We just lost all our Loudounists. Hey, they know what, they know, <laughs> do we really have any Loudoun <laughs> listeners? Our friends don't <laughs> listen to this, remember? anyways so we had a place called pick a flick it was a video rental place and they had video games and whatnot well i would rent this game probably i don't know once a week sometimes twice a week in the summer i would have this game out all the time and eventually when they started to uh phase out the nes and and move in better stuff like n64 and playstation of course, I had also kind of moved on. I had my Genesis at that time, but they went to sell it, and I went in, and I was just kind of, you know, looking around, and uh, the guy who worked there, he had seen me so much that he said, hey, I uh, I went to put out the NES games, but I kept this one back here because I, uh-huh. next time you came by, I was going to ask and see if you wanted to buy it before, and just in case somebody else wanted to come buy it. So he let me. He had held it back so that nobody else would buy it, just in case I wanted to buy it. And that's when I bought it. So awesome! Yeah. I know that guy. He was a nice guy. He, he, yeah, he's he he a that. really nice guy. You remember like the, the cardboard cutouts for movies and stuff? Mm-hmm. That would be in the store. He gave me a couple over the years that I wanted, but uh, yeah, I, it was cool guy. I love the rental stories because, like things like that, you probably rented that game and probably paid more than that game actually cost. <laughs> yeah. And then you're and then you're buying it from him as well. I did the same thing. But I just think that's funny. Yeah, it is funny. I and like I, the... he always remembered me as my number. Like I had a really easy number because <laughs> yeah. we had you had like numbers to rent from, you know. Mm-hmm. And mine was two 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 two. So because I had a really simple number, so every time I'd come in, he'd be like, "Hey, two 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 two." So, so uh, yeah, you know, you know what else I missed about the video game rentals, rentals in general. Remember, like the the plastic cases. I just like those plastic cases that they'd come in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a few the, of those the, that the, I use to protect my games now. Yeah, they're awesome. I, yeah, I ended up buying some too. But... <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's a cool story because that that's uh, reminiscent of our childhood there and uh, uh obviously the rental well i guess the game plot now but you know there's not a whole lot there's no more really rental places to go rent games in. oh that's a shame too i would totally rent some i mean if they had like an nes rental store or something i would go rent some nes yeah. games save me from sounds having like to a... buy them for every show <laughs> sounds like a good business startup yeah, wait, maybe Let's I shouldn't it. have said that. One of our <laughs> listeners is going to do this and steal all the glory. 
All right, All right, did you guys cool. find the game? Cool story. Or do you want to go ahead and talk about the game? Well, we could talk about my boring story. You always tell me that my stories are boring. <laughs> well, they are. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I want to hear it. I like your stories, Justin. <laughs> I don't have a story. I, you know, did you get it for Christmas? Uh, I don't even know. I don't know how I, how I got it. Uh, maybe for Christmas. I don't know. It's, it's really I don't know. Okay, good story. Disappeared one day. <laughs> this see? is why we don't ask you. This is why it's Michael. See, this is how I would be with history too. You ask me to do history, I'm like, uh, came out in 1980 something. Uh, it's about two dudes fighting aliens. I don't know. Yeah. We each have our own thing, you know. That's why. That's why we do it this way. Nick, do you have a story? Yeah, I kind of do. Um, I, I got this game for Christmas when I was a kid, and um, it kills me because it was brand new. And, you know, first thing I always did with my old Nintendo games was throw away the cardboard. I don't, you know, being a kid and looking mm-hmm. back, that kind of hurts. But uh, and I've, you, you know, the earlier podcast we talk about how I got rid of all my games growing up. So I, I recently got this game about a year ago. Uh, bought it off of uh, Nick DeMarco on his uh, video game vault. So uh, finally got the the card. I had Super Contra from many years ago, and I wanted to get the the original. So he sold me that for for a fairly good price. And he cleans his games up real nice, so I guess I'm kind of doing. Yeah, I'm, uh, I've bought a few games off of him, and in fact, that's funny you bring him up because he's our announcer on this show. Oh, right, uh, yeah. So we've already heard him a couple times. Perfect, and I just uh, advertised the <laughs> store, Nick D's Video Game Vault. <laughs> yeah, go check out his store. I think it's on Facebook, Nick D's Video Game Vault. Yep. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the game. Yeah, let's, let's get talk the about the game. Yeah. I've got a manual. Sweet. Oh boy. Oh boy. All right. Only the strong survive. Oh boy. In 1957, a large object from outer space crashed into Earth's Amazon basin, near ruins of the lost Mayan civilization. Scientists worldwide heralded the incident as a trivial cosmic occurrence, and thus the collision was soon forgotten. Fast forward 30 years later, 1987, for those that don't know know math. (laughs) Rumors rumors of an evil... That was actually in the main. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Rumors of an evil force have swept into the Pentagon's front office and tales from frightened villagers of a hideous being with an army of alien henchmen are sending chills down the spines of the top military base. Alright, there's a lot more here. I'm going to fast forward. <laughs> okay. Okay, America, looking for America's most ruthless soldiers for a special force of elite commandos, blah blah blah. Congratulations, pal. You're one of the chosen, but before you take pride in being the best, be warned. You're about to come face to face against Red Falcon, the cruelest life form in the galaxy. He arrived on Earth 30 years ago. That's six months' time in an alien's life. <laughs> for, for anyone curious. <laughs> I always actually, wondered about it? that. Con- I wondered about that conversion rate. I'm glad that's cleared up. Yeah, now. that. that I, so he's 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 young. You know. <laughs> He's, see, the mm-hmm. thing is, if you if you don't beat him, and you have to wait another thirty years, you're you know you're like sixty now, and then he's mm-hmm. yeah he's only a year old. 
Alright. Uh, I lost my play. Needless to say, playing hero won't be easy. But you have no choice. You must be a hero. Because if you fail, life as we know it will cease to exist, and the vile Red Falcon will rule forever. If you succeed, well, it doesn't matter, because I doubt you will. <laughs> that's my be- That's my favorite part. <laughs> awesome. Konami was pretty confident that this game was too hard for people. That's why they put in the code, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's a difference between like the plot from this one, the, the North American version and the Japanese version. The Japanese version actually sets the game in year 2633, <laughs> uh, um, where the NES version is more present. And also the American um, story is like they it's they changed the name from uh, they changed the identity of Red Falcon was a terrorist organization in the Japanese version and it's an alien entity. Oh, huh. I will say that it makes it makes more sense that the game is in 1980 something based on the characters looking like they do <laughs> in in the American version. But I wonder, did I think we lost? The ability to wear shirts in twenty six something, <laughs> right? <laughs> See, because well, in nineteen eighty something, like they're just yeah. I, know, I understand. I mean, that's why I most of the time don't wear shirts. I just bear, I just put one on just now for this show. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if, if I was going at, if I was going after aliens like that, first thing I do is want to take off my shirt. You gotta get pumped, you know. You've I, also got a pro. You've got, you've got a problem when you put a shirt on like that. You you yawn. It's just gonna shred. It's just gonna go off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, see, I, I'm pretty sure that uh, I'm pretty sure that they started with shirts, flexed their muscles a little too hard, and had to turn them into headbands. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And you know, the internet. It's so interesting. Like, not the Japanese version. The year twenty six thirty three. Like, what about that year? It just seems like a random number. <laughs> you know, usually, like when you talk about futuristic games that were made in the eighties, it's like two thousand and four. This is 2633. They want to really make sure they're way out there. Um, <laughs> or it could also, be. A lot of times they put the X's on there, like 20XX. Yeah. yeah. Like no, we don't right, want to single know, it down. We don't really know when this happened. Yeah. But it's like 2630. You know, if I had a nickel for every game that was made for about the 27th century. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, you'd have a ahead. nickel. <laughs> Uh, well, I just—I was going to also mention that the heroes, uh, Lance, Bean, uh, codenamed Scorpion, yeah. yeah, Lance Scorpion Bean, and uh, Bill Mad Dog, something. I lost that. Riser, Riser, yeah, that's right. So Lance, being an elite commando in the special forces, takes a special breed of hero. You need the cunning of a lion the spirit of a Viking warrior, and the intelligence of modern-day field general. So that's who Lance is. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, no, wait. It's for both of them. Only after these qualities are soaked into your soul can you stand a ghost of a chance at saving humanity from the inhumane Red Falcon. Yeah, that's it. Inhumane. Yeah. Well, he's <laughs> alien, so it's understandable. <laughs> yeah. It's a good, des- so, good description. That's so, pretty much uh, it for like the manual. It's the, kind of a after that it gets kind of boring. Just tells you how to play the game. I like the mention too that 
if Contra is involved, its its genre is considered run and gun, shoot 'em up. I like that. Not just I mean, shoot 'em up, but run and gun. I mean, that's what it is. You run and you gun. That's right. <laughs> it's, all right, let's, it's get, let's really love it. let's really get into this. All right, we've talked about the manual. We're just kind of making jokes here and there. Let's really get into this. This is probably. I know this is probably Nick's favorite NES game. This is definitely probably my top three. I don't know if I can narrow down a number one, but this is always in the in my mind as maybe this is my number one. Every time I play it, I'm like, oh wait, maybe this is my number one. Yeah, it's it's definitely one of the best. You can't argue with that. But I think we really haven't introduced Nick properly. I, don't think. <laughs> I think we need to introduce him and say this is the reason he's on this show. Yes, he's one of the few people we know that beat the game without the cheat code. So let's let Nick talk about that. Yeah, Contra's definitely, I'd probably say it's my favorite game of all time, regardless of system, disc, cartridge. Yeah, I was on the, an episode of the Cartridge Freaks, which is uh, Retro Junkies Network, and uh, I, you know, Contra's my number one. And it's funny, I've been co- podcasting for a year and a half, so, so and I've never talked about Contra on an episode, so this is real exciting for me, uh, being my favorite game and all. But, uh, but yeah, I, I haven't... First time I beat it without cheat codes was just a few months ago. Uh, I posted, <laughs> I got to the, uh, you know, to Red Falcon or whatever, and I, I paused the game and made my four-year-old son record it on the TV, just to show <laughs> that I did it. <laughs> and, I, and I was on my last continue and had like two lives left, and I, I was using just the uh, standard gun, and you know, I, I beat it that way. But uh, you know, I kind of jumped up like a little girl. You can hear me on that video, but uh, it was pretty <laughs> exciting. So I, well, I've been trying to do that forever, you know. I'd, and the only reason that made me want to do it again is because when I got the game, I put it in the 30 lives code, and I beat it, and I thought, I bet I only died seven or eight times. Yeah, I didn't even think about it. So, But, um, yeah, growing up, I, I mean, I probably beat this game once a week um, using the 30 lives code, of course. And uh, I don't know, there was something about the game. It was just easy to pop in and play, and everything about it was so smooth. Um, the animations were great. Um, and I love that you could shoot diagonal. You know, like, I, I love Mega Man, but he could only shoot in one direction. With Contra, with the, uh, the upper levels and the lower levels of the platforms, and shooting diagonal was just, it wasn't necessary. And of course, when you got that spreader gun, which was my favorite gun, I don't know why you don't use anything else, but you can just annihilate everything in the screen. Just, it, you know, one of my strategies is just to never lay off the, the fire. I just shoot up and down, left and right, the whole way I'm going around, just to kind of take out anything in front of me that I don't see. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's amazing, these little strategies I've developed. I, I didn't even really read any strategy guides. I just kind of did it on my own, just trial and error. But, um, yeah, definitely my favorite game. I, I love Super Contra 2. I, I think what makes Super Contra a little worse to me are the, uh, like, those isometric levels. I, I thought they should have stuck with the, uh, the 3D, 3D levels, like the, uh, you know, base 1 and base 2 and the regular Contra. So I, I, I think Super Contra doesn't quite get it as well as this, as this one does, but uh, definitely a game. But I think it's better than the arcade version. Have you guys played the arcade version of this? I have not. Yeah. No, I haven't either. It, if you get a chance, it's on. I think it's on Xbox Live and PSN. Um, it's real sluggish. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I've, I've, usually the arcade version is better than you know the Nintendo port, but uh, the Nintendo port is sometimes better than the arcade version. So I, I, I have beat that with no continues either. It's a little different, but um, it kind of plays. It, it feels a little. Like I said, a little sluggish, but it's uh, it's the same game in essence. But uh, yeah, I mean Contra, it's it's definitely my favorite game. I, I yeah, I'm, I'm at the point now where, like I said, I last last night was the first time I beat it with no continues. I actually had a uh, five lives left going into the uh, last boss, where you keep getting lives for um, you get extra lives as you uh, get get more points. But uh, that was the first time I ever did that, and I think my next goal is just to beat it without dying. So that's that's going to take a while, but it, it's kind of nice. I can set that standard and keep having fun. 
I kind of wonder yeah. if it's gonna, if it's still gonna be my favorite game of all time if I beat it without dying. So we'll hey, see. I've got a. I do have a new challenge for you when we get to achieve when we get to our retrofitted trophies. So. Okay. Sweet. It won't. It, yeah, even after you beat it without dying, you'll still have another little challenge. I got. I got prepared. Beat it without using the spreader gun. <laughs> That's. <laughs> That'll be my I don't know. Challenge. I don't want to reveal my hand yet. It's <laughs> it's a trophy. We gotta wait. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. <laughs> now, see, I uh, I always I always use the code to beat it, and I don't know if that's just because I don't know if it handicapped me for so long, thinking just realizing you know oh, I've got plenty of lives left, but I've recently started and kind of I guess been motivated by you and seeing that you beat it without the code, <laughs> and I thought well maybe I need to try to see if I can beat it without the code because I just always use the code just. I don't know, just because I felt like yeah, I needed and, it. And, and trust me, I'm I'm no professional video game player. I mean, I when I play games like Castlevania and, and Ninja Gaiden, like I mentioned, I mean, I'm just awful at those games. So I mean, it's it's just one of those things where I just kept playing it and getting better at it. I mean, anyone anyone can do it. I can do it. <laughs> well, the listeners the listeners can't see this, but you are wearing some pretty professional looking headphones. Yeah, you look like a. <laughs> Uh, Call of Duty guy or something. <laughs> I, t- I take his stuff seriously. <laughs> yeah. Do you use those when you play Contra? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I plug it right. I have a, a, my old CRT TV has a headphone jack in it. I actually do plug them in, crank the music up. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but what I was going to say is, I, I did try this week to uh, beat it without the code, and what I realized is that I, I can make it. Uh, I made it to the snowfield, right? And I'd always die at the snowfield. I couldn't make it past the snowfield for some reason. I think it's those giant tank things with the spikes. But I can get there without losing a life, and then I'll lose all of them on the snow stage. What you do is, when, when those come on the screen, the screen's kind of scrolling. The right one, always run all the way to the left and keep running to the left until the screen s- stops scrolling, and then immediately you barely hit the right button to where you're um, just on the edge of the screen, and that gun will never shoot you. You just start pounding on it. And eventually it'll get oh. so close. Even if you have the the default gun, it'll get so close right when it's about to hit you, it, it blows up. You just keep pounding on that gun. So that's how you can do that and don't die. Of course, if you had the spreader gun at that time, which, you know, if you haven't died yet, I'm assuming you still do. If, if you use that strategy, it actually it blows up, you know, a few steps ahead of you. So, but yeah, I mean, there, there's, it looks like the bullets are going to hit you and it literally, like, scrapes your toe on the screen and it never kills you. So <laughs> that's how I, I don't I don't even know how I figured that out. I just tried it one day and it worked. Well, I did watch the speed run, and I've got a few strategies from that. I don't know if I'm sure listeners out there may have watched speed runs before, but there's a speed run out there that we watched before we started doing the show, where a guy beat it in like 13 minutes or 14 minutes. And the biggest strategy I noticed that him uh, him doing, and it's it has to do with the sp- spread gun, is you just run all run all the way up to you're just like inches away from whatever the bad guy is. And just lay on them with the spread gun, and I guess all of those bullets hit the bad guy at the same time, and they die within about four or five seconds. Hmm. So think about that next time you play. Run all the way up and get face to face with these bad guys and use the spread gun. It would, it would make me nervous to do that, but <laughs> just bull rush. Yeah, just bull rush. Speaking of the spread gun, I did put a, I did ask a question. I posed a question to the listeners saying, what is your favorite weapon upgrade? And apparently it was a stupid question because like 10 people said spread gun and nobody (laughs) said anything else. Well, there you go. 
That was it was pointless for me to have asked that question. Oh well. There, there's almost a there's almost a strategy in the game of not accidentally grabbing another gun because that that just ruins it too. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. Got to be careful not to uh, override the best weapon in the game. Yeah. <laughs> so I've even memorized like when those little blimps come flying in, like what's in them. So like when there's two of them coming, I know one's like the the rapid fire, which I, I want to get with the spreader gun. The other one might be like the laser. You know, so I only shoot the one. <laughs> so I don't want to oh yeah, the I hate the laser. Yeah. I hate the laser. It's my least favorite. Maybe that's what I should have asked. What's everybody's least favorite? Yeah, there you go. Laser. Yeah, laser. Yeah, I guess. That's probably everybody's least favorite, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. Who, who's your favorite boss? Who, who's your favorite boss? You had to pick a boss. Not just because it's easy to beat, but because it's cool. Who'd you pick? To be honest, I think even though it is easy to beat, I like the first boss. Just that big wall where you have to blow open the door mm-hmm. and go in. I just think it's cool. Also like the... I don't know. I really like the alien guy, too. In 3. He's got the wiggly arms. You have to shoot him in yeah. the face. I like that guy, too. I always thought that was a, a female character for some reason. They remind me of like a Medusa. I don't know. Uh, it could be female. <laughs> I don't know. Those could be, Instead of just, wiggly arms, those could be her eggs or something. I, I just know when I when I fight it, I'm always getting mad at a, you know, at her. I can't kill this thing. But I think my my favorite boss, just because it took me forever to figure out the strategy, was the uh, second base level. Um, it, it's very similar to the first base level, but um, you know, you got those the beginning of the bosses kind of in stages. You got the gun shooting down at you, and those like little red flashing things. And then these looking flying looking monkeys are coming around those platforms. I don't know what those things are. But um, I had a hard time beating that without dying for a long time, and it just—I don't know—the the, the challenge of that and, and knowing what order to shoot certain things in. Because if you shoot all those red flashing things first, the the main boss in the top comes out, so you got to make sure you leave those for last. Shoot all the mm-hmm. guns down and all the flying monkeys. And I don't know—I I always kind of like that one. It still challenges me. I'll, I'll every now and then I'll die on that one, and it just ruins it because if you don't have the spreader again on that one, it's really hard. Yeah. I, uh, the the the. Uh... Did the manual have like, a list of bosses? Did they no, name them? Did no, it didn't. It didn't, unfortunately. Yeah. It had a list of the, the uh, missions, but it didn't have a list of the bosses. Yeah, I, I was reading this uh, one thing last night about it, and I guess this guy just named them himself. There, He, he kind of came up with some pretty funny names. He's some other. Like one uh, that stuck out there, the boss to the eye field, or the ice field, uh, the crystal chandelier of death. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's funny. That's a good name. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I, 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 oh, I also like the big, uh, the big behemoth guy that jumps up and down. He's got the spikes on his shoulders. He's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. You know that guy? Yeah. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do like the the, <laughs> the way the game is, is set up too kind of mentioned in history is how it's kind of that dark feel Metroid had uh, uh-huh. and a lot of things this game I mean as good as, as good as the game is this game kind of screams 80s not just the characters from like the main characters because obviously they're very 80s big muscle bound right. guys uh, look like Arnold Sly yeah. but uh, but just like the game itself the alien, 
uh, it's just very AIDS. It yeah, is, a lot but of that's part of its charm nowadays, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Also, Something else is really cool about this game. Oh, man, we just keep interrupting each other. No, go ahead. No, you go for it. Well, I was going to say, speaking of very 80s, there's a. I found a poster online, and maybe I can put it up on Facebook so the listeners can see it. It's 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 a poster advertising the arcade game. It's got the Amazon lady. It says Contra. Yeah, yeah. The (laughs) the lady that. uh, (laughs) It's a very 80s poster. The lady's got, like, the scandalous military outfit on and uh, uh, Rambo's head bandana with uh, a perm basically right here very yeah. 80s it's hilarious yeah it is pretty funny I've seen it it's a, it's, I think it's on the Wikipedia page it's really funny yeah it is yeah it's co-op and it's one of the best co-op mm-hmm. games out there for the NES there's no yeah. there's no friendly fire you can just you sh- right. these guys actually know how to shoot around each other mm-hmm. something that always bothered me about NES games is when there's friendly fire and it's on a 2D plane I'm thinking you know these guys probably aren't actually in the 2D plane they're not running right behind each other <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean let's use our imaginations seem like here a, a good strategy. Um, let's use our imaginations they're probably shooting around each other running beside each other this game does it. It's not, it's not my favorite two two player game, but it's definitely up there. Nick, can you weigh in? I haven't played Contra two player in a long time. Do, do you know if they share continues or share lives or anything? I think you do share continues. Oh, see that, that you do not be- share lives. You you have you have okay. separate uh, the little medals, I guess. Yeah. You have separate of those, but you do share continues. I probably haven't played this co-op since uh, me and my brother played it when I was a kid. I haven't even tried. Contra, though, you need to bring your buddy over every week and get good together. Mm -hmm. It's it's a more team-building game. Nick Nick kind of touched on it earlier. Nick kind of touched on it earlier, but the animations in this game, it's very smooth. Like the running animation... Mm -hmm. It's like it's almost like they were able to add an extra frame or two, just to make it make it look smooth. The graphics yeah. are good. I like the graphics. I like the shirtless yeah. guys. <laughs> well, yeah, it's the best part of the game. <laughs> but I think the graphics were, were probably one of the best for in, in the NES era. I mean, to be honest, because I uh, I like the feel of it, like the almost alien feel and uh, it looks like they spent a lot of time taking this game from the arcade to the NES and trying to hold true to a lot of things. It's a very similar game to the arcade uh, but it's going back on what Nick said earlier it's similar but it's better in my opinion. I even think think the graphics are actually a little bit better. I mean I know it's unusual to say that because the graphics are obviously that there's a higher fidelity to the arcade graphics i'm looking at two pictures right now the graphics on the arcade the sprites are bigger and there's more colors and all this good stuff but i just i just like the graphics on the ns version better i think they're better yeah. suited yeah 
something that bothered me about the arcade version, like, I think a lot of it's just because I played the Nintendo so much, was <laughs> this is so stupid. When, when they jump, you know the Nintendo version, he kind of gets like in a little ball and does a flip. In, in the mm-hmm. arcade version, when they flip, it's like they're, I don't know, it looks like that gymnastic, that gymnast doing it. They kind of keep their uh, body straight. And I don't know, something about that always bothered me. <laughs> I'm like, that's not how they're supposed to flip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, even the flipping animation is way better yeah. on the NES. They just really took their time, and I think it shows. I mean, it's not just like yeah. a straight port. And they did a port a lot better. A game we talked about earlier in, in the, like episode three or something, Double Dragon, where they ported that from arcade and just completely left out co-op because they couldn't figure out how to do it. You know, that was a... For better or for worse, Double Dragon was a great game, but it's kind of it was kind of poorly ported from the arcade. This was actually, I feel like, is almost enhanced from the arcade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you, you run into a lot of games that are poorly ported and so it's it's refreshing to have them that's it's well ported you know um, it's not just like uh, you get into this kind of world I think where when they see the success of an arcade game and they get a little too greedy and they're like oh we gotta get this to be ported to the uh, home version and we'll make a lot of money and they don't take the time to uh, to make it good for the, for the, you know, Contra is an exception to that rule for sure. To go back to the animations, I'm sorry. Um, I, I played this game on a uh, another device one time, an emulation. And you know, sometimes when you play, uh, <gasps> I know. Am I allowed to say that on here? <laughs> yeah, that's cool. I own the cart, so it's not illegal. Um, so when I uh, when I did it, some of the animations kind of fell, and like when when you try to jump over bullets or dodge them, you couldn't see them real well. So it made me really appreciate the animations a whole lot more. Because uh, a lot of times, like you talked about Double Dragon, they had issues with keeping more than two enemies on the screen at one time. And it was it was really mm-hmm. nice to see Contra have that many enemies and that many uh, bullets flying at you and still be able to keep the, uh, I don't know, the frame rate or whatever, to actually stable and you could actually see everything. And I thought that was real impressive. Because even games like uh, Mega Man, um, yeah, it'll sometimes like flash in and out. You know, some awesome games like that that, you know, we don't even... Taking, you know, take we kind of take that for granted. But I thought Contra did an awesome job of just keeping everything on the screen until you could see it and dodge it. And I don't know. I, I thought that was really awesome. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, they can, there's a lot coming at you on Contra, and it really doesn't ever flicker. Hmm. So I don't, I don't know. I mean, that's a, it's quite the accomplishment. This game came out what, '87? Uh, is that what we said? Uh, the it, the arcade was February of 1987, and the NES version was February of 1988. Okay, 88. So it was still in the early stages of figuring out, you know, the system. I mean, the, oh yeah, the the games that really harnessed the system didn't start coming out to like 90, 91. Um, so I mean, this game is it's inc- Konami just in general. I mean, he, I mean, not to branch out, but I mean, Konami just always did this. And Contra is a good example of that. They've just—they always really took right. took control and really put out a quality game. Yeah, and, and the awesome thing about like Konami and Capcom is that when you saw that box, I know Konami—they had like that silver box and, and the artwork. You just—you always knew that's going to be a good game, and you know, that's no mm-hmm. doubt with Contra. I think anyone could just pick up one of those games and know that it was going to be quality. Right. Yep. And it's—and you got to train your parents to look out for that. You know, as a kid, yeah. it's like. <laughs> 
Okay, mom, dad, it's the it's the silver one with the two guys on it. Kind of look like Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sylvester Stallone, you know, mm-hmm. or just any silver box. You know, don't <laughs> don't give me the one that says border bound on it. Whatever you do. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Um. So, what was your favorite level on the game? If my favorite level was probably <laughs> the. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Probably the last one. Whenever I could make it there. <laughs> okay. Red Falcons. Yep. Whatever his level is. Their level is. Aliens the hideout. Lair. Yeah. The aliens <laughs> layer. Yeah. Yeah. I like. Uh, I like. You know, I like the base levels at the beginning. I do. Just, the you know, 3D the base, ones. But, yeah. I like those. I, I, I think my favorite is probably the waterfall. Um, I'd I like, I, and then the big thing about Contra, I, I think they really spent a lot of good time on level design because each level, you know, most platformers or running guns are just left to right, and, and you're, you're done at the stage. But you know, you got the first stage is kind of set up that way, and the base, you know, like I said, it's like a 3D view, and then the waterfall, you're, you're going straight up, which is not really mm-hmm. common, uh, you know, with Nintendo games yeah. at the time. But I really like that level. I, I like the, uh, really love the um, the music, and you, know, you gotta really watch out for those rocks coming down. And the, the boss, like you said, is really cool. And I just love the fact that you're shooting up at a boss. You know, you did that in the level before that, but it was just kind of cool. You blow it up, and then you're going into another base. And I don't know, something about that level design to me was my favorite. And you know, strategy on that one was just point up and shoot as much as you can. I really don't have any spe- specific on that one to get through, but yeah, I just thought that was a cool level. That is a. Um... That's a good point you bring up too about Contra is, is it keeps it, it varies, you know, and it keeps it fresh each level. You, I mean, you don't feel like you're doing the same thing over and over again. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's something, that's another something cool. Nice, good level design. Can we talk about the music a little bit? Please. Please. Great music. The listeners are hearing some of it now. <laughs> if they, if they can, because they're probably ignoring everything we say at this point. Just listening oh, to the yeah. tunes. They should. Just listening to the <laughs> tunes. But uh, I really like, obviously I really like the Snowfield music because I used it last week. That's probably one of my favorite ones. Also just like all the little short songs or whatever they put in there. Like when you beat a level, it's like, and at the beginning of the game, you know, it's like, diddle it diddle do or whatever it is. And then at the beginning of the game, it's got that, uh, I don't even know what you would call it. It's just, you know, I, <laughs> just don't, don't listen <laughs> that was, to me. That was good. That was good. No, <laughs> don't listen to me. Don't listen to me. I will use this in the, in the show somehow. You'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Did I even come close? I think I came close. I played it last night. I, 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 I got it. I, I listened. It sounded, I reckon. it sounded good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I recognize you. <laughs> You know what I mean, though, right? I, I mean, I like the little songs. I almost like those little little ditties better than the main music. I don't know. It's all good. You guys have any opinions? Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, you know, it's one of the best, uh, as far as music goes, I think it's one of those games that you can pull up on YouTube and just listen to the music. Um, if you're a super nerd. <laughs> I'm hey. a super nerd, then. <laughs> How dare you? How yeah, dare you? No, I am, too. I am, too. I do it. I do the same. <clears throat> yeah. I put them on my iPod, but, even. Yeah. 
Speaking of, real quick, the guy that does all of our music, you can download it. If you go on YouTube, the Wee Guy, I think it's the Wee Guy 309. If you go on YouTube and you li- and you find the tracks that you like, he does all the NAS tracks. You can actually download them and put them on your iPod. He he, he has a he has a link for all the downloads. So, by the way, if you ever want to be a super nerd like us and download and listen to these songs like in your car, then go on his YouTube mm-hmm. channel and find the find some NES tunes, download them, and you can listen to them. Anyways, listen, sorry, tangent. Listen, listen, yeah. Listen to the Contra song as your the Contra music as you're working out. Yeah, you can look like the uh, like Mad Dog and Scorpion. <laughs> You think you you think you squat you, you know I squat like fifty pounds and then I put contra <laughs> on it's like five hundred pounds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't really squat uh, on fifty you know, pounds. I mean, come on. Have you seen me? <clears throat> no way, you haven't. You're just listening. Sorry. Interesting. I do have a point, something to ask about this game. In the in the opening screen. And you've got uh, the two guys there, and I don't know which one. Which one's Mad Dog? The blonde. Mad Dog's is what is Matt in Mad Dog's mouth? It's a cigarette. It's supposed to be a cigarette. It's green. Yeah, I know. I don't know, but it's supposed to be a cigarette. <laughs> I've always and thought that's it was another. A cigarette. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's what you would assume. Or maybe a green. cigar. Still green though. I don't know. Just it's just interesting. He just made it out of the tobacco leaf and he hadn't let it dry out. That's how <laughs> tough that, he is. Maybe. Or he just blew up some alien and it's like some green alien blood on it and smoked it anyways because he's that cool. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Yeah, and that's another he thing actually, that's very he actually dipped about it. it. He dipped it in the blood <laughs> just so he could have some of the blood on there. If you're going to be a bad dude in the 80s, you got to smoke even if you look like you're, you're extremely fit. <laughs> That's true. Uh, it's they did all smoke. Imagine trying to do that in today's game. You put a, a, a cigarette in the main character's mouth. You would go insane. Well, they that. still do it with uh, Metal Gear. That's all it's like. <laughs> he still smokes all the time. Yeah, but I, he's probably the yeah, only but one. Yeah, but the rating on that game is also mature. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, do you think Contra? What if you had the if you were retrofitting ratings on these games? What would Contra be? M.A. It would be M.A. You think it'd be M.A.? I don't know. It'd probably be TFT. Because of the, because of the, because of the uh, cigarette? Yeah, just because of the cigarette. There's also a lot of killing. Partial nudity? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. No, I don't okay. know. I guess T yeah. for teen. I don't know. That's why they didn't rate games back then. It didn't make sense. Because we were... Because we were oversensitive about everything. Yeah, that's yeah, probably back then. Well, we became super sensitive over the last thirty years. Nah, don't want to get on that. <laughs> okay, yeah, please don't save that for your uh, <laughs> life in general podcast. Oh, Two I dudes do a life in life podcast. I should do a life that just me ranting. We can do a. Uh, if Nick's down, we can do a three dudes and and talk about life. <laughs> there you go. Life lessons with the three dudes. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like something you'd watch on PBS. 
Oh. That's where we're going to pitch it. All right. No, anyways, music. Uh, we got anything else to say about music? I mean, I don't know. It's it's really good. Listen to our show and just ignore us talking for a little bit. Choose a choose a point probably near the beginning. The intro is pretty bad. And then maybe a couple of the spots where we interrupt constantly and just <laughs> ignore us. <laughs> and then um, just listen to the music. It'll be in the background. Yeah, you want to talk about my favorite level of music, right? No. Yeah, want to get super. You want to get super nerd? My ringtone for my phone is actually the maze sound. If you can, how do you like that? Nice. It kicks in That's here. That's really it's your ringtone. Bo- yep. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> when you call me up, I hear contra. Do you want to? Do you want to take that call? <laughs> nah. Nah. Do you need some pickle? It's, it's just it's a, it's Mad Dog. We'll, we'll, we'll talk. That later. was a it was a, a very convenient time to get a phone call. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> really, it wasn't Mario, was it? He he's he's notorious for calling into our show when we don't want him to. No, that's my text tone. <laughs> oh, okay. So. It'd be fine. You know, we should do that one day. Is have a call-in show, and somehow get it to where Mario doesn't get our number. <laughs> We could maybe maybe we could do that. I'll look into it. I'll try to figure it out. <laughs> All right. So we're pandering now. Let's get to mm. the, let's get to the trophies. Oh boy! Here comes my favorite part: the retrofitted trophies. Okay, trophies. Mm-hmm. You got some cool trophies. You've been telling me all week. No, I cool t- I told you this morning that I had some trophies. <laughs> okay, this morning. <laughs> I've been hearing it all morning. Okay, all right. Do you, uh, Nick's got some trophies too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So I'll I'll go ahead. And I'll give one of mine. Then Nick can give one of his. And then you can give one of yours. All right. My first one is aquaphobia, and that is beating the first stage without touching the water. Okay. That's because some, it's something that I always I constantly tried to do as a kid for some reason. Well, you know, in most games, you're taught that the water is deadly. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, because in most games you can't you swim, but apparently this ocean is only waist deep in this game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. All right, Nick, you got one. Yeah, it, mine's kind of similar. Um, it's called find a bridge and get over it. Uh, make it across both exploding bridges in the jungle without falling. So. Without falling in the water. That's good. Yep. Uh, the flip out, make it through the first level, just flipping. Not the 3D, but the, the, the 2D version. Do nothing That's but it. just flip? Yeah. Flip just constantly flip. flip. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Nice. It's a challenge. It's a challenge. Yeah. It is. It is. All right. Uh, my next one is Last Action Hero. And that's finish the game with only one life left. Oh, cool. interesting. Schwarzenegger reference there. That's cool. Yeah, you caught that. Thank you. <laughs> I, Thank I you. caught that. So, uh, you got another one? Yeah, my next one's kind of insulting. Um, it's called take a coloring <laughs> take a coloring book and sit in the corner. And this is when you can't beat Contra with the thirty lives code. Oh. It's when you can't beat Contra with the thirty lives <laughs> yeah. code. So oh. just take a coloring book and sit in the corner and just do something better with your time. Okay, we just lost a few listeners, I think. That's all right. <laughs> Justin, do you have another one? 
I'm gonna give. Well, this is not this. This is not unique. But I'm gonna give the Tom Arnold. You'd be impressed. Trophy to Nick for beating it in 30 minutes last night. Oh yeah, yeah. He mentioned it before the show. He played it and beat it in 30 minutes last night. So not mm-hmm. quite the 14 of the speed run, but I mean that's really, really fast. I feel Tom like. Arnold would be impressed. Tom Arnold would be impressed. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. My next one is called "Don't Whiz on the Electric Fence," and that is uh, "Get Electrocuted in the Base Stage." This, this is my last one here. And uh, my last trophy is just called Nick Stevens. And it's beat Contra with 30 lives, code, and no continues. So, there you go. <laughs> I did that last night. <laughs> oh, nice. Okay. Sweet. So, you just, you give everybody yourself as a trophy? Yeah, yeah. So, if you want to meet, you know, the standard of, you know, what I did. Well, no, Nick what Stevens I'm asking trophy. is, like, if anybody out there can do this, are you, like, going to go go to their house and, like, wash their dishes or something? I'll was, I was stand in their uh, cabinet like a trophy. That's one move. Like a, like a <laughs> you stand in the cabinet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Okay. <laughs> Justin, do you have another? All right, Mike. No, I don't have any more. You, okay. You, you my, la- this out. my last one is called Nick Stevens Try This On for Size. <laughs> and it's beat the game without the Konami code and without picking up any power ups. Ooh. <laughs> okay. That means you can't use the spreader again. All right, that'll be my next challenge. That's gonna be hard. Yep, it should wow. be hard. That's right. why. I, that's why I designed it. All right. How are we rating this game? I think we should give this game an '80s slash '90s action hero. Not like the actor, because we all know Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sylvester Stallone look like, you know, the characters on the box, right? But I mean, like, the characters that somebody was in a movie, right? So give them an 80s slash 90s action hero rating. Nick, you going? Uh, yeah, I do. I do. I'm going to give it the Arnold Schwarzenegger Terminator 2 Terminator award there. Uh, or rating, or whatever you call this, because uh, that's when uh, that's when he he you know he he was good, and he was on the good side, and he uh, you know he just annihilated everybody, he made, made it all all the way through the movie without dying, at the very end you know sacrificed himself and you know saved saved the uh, saved John Connor from evil uh, alien or robots so robots alien nice, nice. <laughs> so I, I give it that that that's good but best okay. best award well, you can get <laughs> nice nice. Well, I am going to give it. I'm going to give it the die-hard John McClane, because against all odds, he defeats the terrorist. In this game, I feel like the world is against you, and you also don't have a shirt, which at some point Bruce Willis was only in his wife Peter. So, yeah, um, I'm going to give mine. Go out here on a limb with this. The Dalton Award from Roadhouse. It's like a, this game's like a roundhouse kick to the face. <laughs> and plus, Patrick Swayze is uh, shirtless in this movie quite Okay. Nice. I like it. Yeah. Okay, well, we've got a little bit of feedback. And we've got a couple of announcements, award-winning announcements, or game-winning announcements, if you guys got the time. 
We've got a uh, a five star red. Yep, we got a new one this week. It is from the Michael Ironside Assumption. That's that guy's username. Says, love the NES, love the show, can't wait until these guys get to the Ninja Gaiden games. Ninja Gaiden games. Gaiden, Gaiden, whatever. However you want to pronounce it. Awesome, thank you. Sweet, yep. Mm-hmm. And then we have a couple of uh, feedbacks from Facebook. Just a couple. They are from our good friends, Jay Jorgensen. He said, I, I beat the game once, using the Contra code. Still on the cart, but it doesn't work for some reason, which totally bums me out. Man, that kind of bums me out too, Jay. I'm sorry. Yeah. I need to clean that thing or something. <laughs> I like it. You need to clean that thing. Something. <laughs> I'll tell you what I use. I use a 50-50 blend of water and rubbing alcohol and a Q-tip. It seems to work. Anyways. Uh, Jeff Upel says, Hardest game I ever played on the NES. Still can't beat level 2 after owning the cart for 15 plus years. On a side note, your events show up on my Google Calendar, which I find strain and exhilarating. <laughs> yeah, we set up an event Sweet. on Facebook every time we do a show. And I guess mm-hmm. since he said he was going to the event, it shows up on his Google Calendar. Awesome. It shows up on mine, but I just figured it's because I've linked into the, yeah. the show on Google Plus. But oh, all right, awesome. Yeah, now I'm gonna interrupt awesome. you. I'm I'm gonna interrupt you guys because big big applause to you all because you all get the word out better than anybody else out there in podcast land. Oh, well, that's thanks. Mike. That's yeah. Michael. Well, thank, well applause thanks to Michael. to Michael. He's very good at the social media stuff. Yeah, it's it's excellent. Yeah. It, it just puts a lot of the other podcasts, especially mine, to shame how we advertise. <laughs> Well, thank you. Yeah, Michael does a great job. Yeah, great job, Michael. All right. Jeremy Lockhart says, The thing that I always remember about Contra is my friend beat the entire game without dying. Oh, wow. Without dying, that's pretty good. Yeah. That's your next goal, right? And and that's then a, my challenge. That's the Nick Stevens Platinum Trophy I haven't got yet, so. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then uh, we've got one from Eric Purcell. Or as I like to call him, Eric Purcell. I beat this game multiple times, but only when using the Konami code. I have yet to beat it without the help. Great game, and I really like the graphics, and the spread gun is the upgrade of choice. Yes, the spread gun is apparently the only upgrade you should even consider. Mm-hmm. Yes. I learned that the hard way. <laughs> All right, that's the uh, that's the feedback. Now, time to announce the winner of the Name Our Listeners Award, which is going to be a game, a Steam game. Uh, we had a lot of good entries, but my favorite and Justin's favorite, and thus the new name of our listeners, was D-Patters. So from now on, like as, as long as we can remember... We will refer to our listeners as D-Patters. Thank you, D-Patters. Who, who, Thank who, you, D-Patters. Who, uh, put that one in. Who put that one in again? Um, it was some tweet, some tweet person. 
and I'm going to have to look it up. <laughs> okay. All right. He just won the he just won the contest. No need to talk about it. <laughs> no, hang on. I'm going to talk about it. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> I should have looked this up before we started the show. That would have been the smart thing to do. But, you know, I can't always be on top of things. Mm-hmm. Well, while uh, you're was, looking that up... Oh. It was the Painted Gamer on Painted Twitter. Game. He is at Lumps the Clown. L-U-M-P-Z the Clown. That is his... <laughs> <laughs> is it maybe the clown? Part-time clown? Maybe. I don't know. So... D-Patter, Lumps the Clown, you have won a game. If you will email us at nesdudes at outlook.com, then I will send you a list of of games that you can pick from, and we'll send, it's a code for Steam, so you can pick from that. Mm-hmm. So you can check us out, nesdudes.com. That's our, our website. We've got little tidbits about the game that you can check out there. Um, you can also uh, follow us on Twitter, Marcus on Facebook. Check out Nick on the NES podcast. Great podcast over there. Um, Nick, do you want to shout yourself out? Anything else? No, you did a good job. Thank you. Yeah, NES podcast. Facebook.com slash NES podcast. Check it out. You were you writing any and, books or designing any <laughs> games or you got anything I, else you want to shout out? I'm I'm just trying to keep my uh, four year old son quiet through this podcast. You might see me kind of turn around, and move my hands. He's over here trying to talk to me. So. Oh, that's okay. We can talk to him. We can talk to him. <laughs> Every time he comes over here and sees the sees the video, he kind of walks away. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's kind of wrap it up, I guess. Um, I will say real quick, we've been we've done a lot of really good games lately. So we may be about to hit a rough patch. But I will say that our D-patters are supporting us. I put up a post on Facebook, said, will you guys support us through the uh, through the terrible games? So I have a feeling we're about to hit a rough patch of some really bad games, and I think the D-patters are excited. So, yeah. <laughs> That's good. Here comes the I'm sounds. Excited. Here comes the sounds for the next game. Thank you, Nick, for coming. Thank you guys for having me. Bye, everybody.